Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And implement a comprehensive... Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Economic response strategy to deal with the economic impact of COVID-19 pandemic. This will require stabilization and stimulus packages for businesses and households to mitigate the impact of the pandemic on the economy. The 600 million Ghana Ghana cities announced by the president is a good start, but more support is needed for businesses. In order to avoid serious supply chain disruptions, governments will identify and support local enterprises that produce materials that can feed our local industries. Dr. Anthony Alvice, General Secretary of the TUC. You're still listening to the Joy Business Reports. Let's do some other stories. The bulk of storage and transportation company Bost is pushing for an increase in its margin on petroleum products. According to Bost, this has become necessary to do with the capacity of the firm. It is therefore proposing an increase from the current 3 pesos to 12 pesos. Edwin Provincial is Managing Director of Bost. I'm sure you've heard about the bus margin. The bus margin was earmarked solely for uh, maintenance of bus infrastructure. As at 2011, the bus margin was 3 pesos. 3 pesos was equivalent to 0.0183 dollars. 
uh, today the margin is still three percent, and today that dollar value is zero point zero 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 five dollars. Loss of about seventy five percent of its value. What the boss margin could do some nine years ago, today it can only do twenty five percent of that. You had managing director of Bost, Edwin Provencal. Now, the first quarter of this year has seen many businesses withdraw contracts from advertisement for media institutions. That's according to the Advertising Association in Ghana, which predicts the trend could continue due to the uncertainty presented by the coronavirus. Prince Apia has been speaking with some practitioners on the impact in the industry and has today's business journal. Here, at Atenga Junction in Kumase, I meet businesswoman Abigail Obeyapia, who depends a lot on advertisement to sell her goods. People are not buying as they used to be. The schools are shut down, churches are not opening, so they don't buy school bags, the lunch packs. All they buy now is the baby food and the baby diapers. In the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, however, she has ordered suspension of advertisements because customers are not buying. Because of the COVID-19, I've suspended all adverts. Though normally we budget for adverts beginning of the year, like about thirty to 40,000, not only on Love FM, other social media. But now, because of this, we are not selling much. So we've suspended for now. For the first quarter of the year, such has been the fate of many businesses which are driven by advertisement. President of the Advertising Association, Emmanuel Kofinti, confirms. After the lockdown, especially the outdoor, most companies believe that nobody is seeing their, uh, their billboard. So why place an advert on a billboard? So they decided to cancel most of their contracts. Welcome to the new sound. Radio, television and outdoor advertisement have all been hard hits as clients are either withdrawing existing contracts or not signing new deals. Sales and marketing persons are at the receiving end because most of them depend on advertising commission for survival. Anita Kuma is chief executive of Baden Marketing and Advertising Company, Hyper Advertising in Kumasi. Just a year into operation, she is one of the many who feel the pinch of the situation. Uh, we depend largely on advertising budget for companies, which either has been slashed or has been re-diverted to other purposes, such as social um, responsibilities. So, as you can see, most of our boards are empty. Amid shrinking revenues, advertising agencies and owners of outdoor advertising spaces are incurring costs, having to pay ground rents. We're losing lots of money. Clients who are pastors, we have schools who would come to us for design works are not coming. We have yearly rent fees we have to give to the assembly. And uh, we have received our, our bills. Officially, we have not heard anything from the assembly about waivers, so we still do have rents to pay to the assembly. Under the circumstance, Mr. Kofinti wants local assemblies to relax charges in such difficult times. And that was a report brought to you by Prince of PN. On that note, we end the Joy Business Report, which came to you live from our studio CA at Kokum Nimli. My name is Karen Dodo, and once again, a happy May Day to all our workers out there. 
As we continue to fight COVID-19 together, Ecobank offers you several ways to stay home, stay safe, and take control of your finances. Use Ecobank Mobile whenever, wherever, with or without an Ecobank account to send money through SMS and email. Also buy airtime, pay bills, and much more from the comfort of your home. For high-value transactions, use our internet banking services. Ecobank QR code enables you to make cashless digital payments when paying for goods and services. Download the Ecobank Mobile today from the Google Play Store, App Store, or from our Facebook page. Additionally, dial the short code star 770 hash from any phone and start transacting. Ecobank cares. Remember to observe social distancing, wash your hands frequently, and don't touch your face. For further assistance, can we call Ecobank Contact Center on 3225 anytime, any day, toll free. Stay home, stay safe. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. It's time to select the greatest African players to have played in the Premier League. And there's plenty of talent to pick from. Slips it through. Kanu could be in here. And he scores. Free kick. Fabregas plays it in. Drogba is there to head it in. Drogba leaping high. Vintage Drogba. So it's left to a Akotcha. Kills it. And he's gone. What an impact for the Nigerians. Two minutes on the clock. Lampard back. Essien drives in the shot. What a goal. Curling shot in from Yaya Toure. Magnificent move. Now it's Mason towards the far post. Adebayor with the header. It's a magnificent leaping header from Emmanuel Adebayor. Great ball to Salah. Salah cuts away. Salah's a fantastic second goal. Unbelievable strike from the Egyptian. My word. David Silva now back to Mares. Centrally. Brilliant turn. Right foot shot. What a goal. Straight to Yaboa, Yaboa 25 yards out, oh what a screamer, Tony Yaboa. Picked up by Salah, onto Mane, into the penalty, Mane shoots, 3-1 for Liverpool, fantastic finish by Stadio Mane, what a goal. Close to 400 players from 30 different nations have graced the Premier League on Sports World, we're going to pick the very best. So this is how it's going to work. We're going to select the eight-man shortlist first. Then it will be time for the lockdown knockout. The eight players will go head-to-head to decide the winner with Ceremal Karens and a guess, and we will then crown the best player. I'm joined by George Addo from our partner station in Ghana, Joy FM. And if your favourite doesn't get selected, you can always blame our football reporter, John Bennett. So how hard was it to get down to eight? What criteria have you been looking at, John, to decide your final list? Yeah, I put this out on social media and many people said eight is very difficult. And of course it's eight because we're going to have the knockouts tomorrow. But I think it's genius because doing a a 10 is easy, doing a 12 is easy, doing a 20 (laughs) is easy. But getting it down to eight is so, so difficult. I'll tell you what I've done, Lee. I've gone on stats. I've gone on... um, I've gone on excellence, of course, quality, but I've also gone on emotion. I'm sure we'll get to that. I've got Mm. one emotional pick in there um, who is kind of teetering at the bottom of my list, but is still a fantastic player. So those were my uh, kind of qualities that, that were needed to get into my top eight. Yeah, George, what kind of criteria have you used then? It it can't just be about trophies, can it? Do you also look at the impact these players have made? 
Yes, I tried to look at the impact and I must say that I feel personally hurt that some players did not get into it because really on the emotion, some players scored very high. Anyway, in selecting mine, I still looked at the number of Premier League titles we were able to win and what your beautiful football really ended up in. But it's also important to look at the kind of influence the player had in his team during the time. And more important for me, the sheer excellence of the player. You know, some players were just good, gifted. They just could not be in the teams that were going to be winning titles. And some players spent very short time in the Premier League, but managed to leave a mark. Influence is a really good, that's a really good point, Lee, that he's made there, George. Influence on a team and also yeah. the excellence of the team that they got into as well. That was a big factor for me. If they were playing for what at the time was a great team, that really swung it for me. Yeah, because we are, we are talking, John, aren't we, about, you know, we're going to be discussing title winners, top goal scorers, footballers of the year. The Africans' finest have, have been integral to their teams and have made such a contribution to the Premier League. Yeah, and it, uh, there was a lull, I have to say, because we had some greats, didn't we, in the 90s? And then in the early 2000s, we had some, some true greats. I think there was a slight lull perhaps after Didier Drogba. Maybe the, the quality of, of the African players in the Premier League dropped away. But I think in recent seasons, it's picked right back up again, hasn't it? With Riyad Mahrez, with Mohamed Salah, with Sadio Mane. So, yeah, so we are, we are talking players of the year. We are talking title winners. We are talking golden boot winners. The quality is just extraordinary. Yeah, and um, we'll, we'll try and keep the arguments to a minimum. But, of course, we've got to somehow get down to eight so we can have our lockdown knockout on Sunday where Sarah will select uh, the player that has made the biggest contribution uh, to the Premier League. So, how are we going to do this then? Well, i tell you what we'll do, first of all. Let's try and not fall out. We will find some common ground. So, amongst both of you, I want your absolute banker, the player who absolutely has to be there. The one you think there is no doubt and no argument over. After three, we'll try and do this then. After three, we'll all say that, that player's name. Let's see if we can agree <laughs> first of all then, okay? You all, you both ready? Here I'm we ready. go. One, two, three. Didier, Didier Drogba. Drogba. Didier Drogba. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, we got that. Okay. There we go. That, that was easy. Not that entertaining if we keep doing that for every player, possibly, but we, 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 we've got Didier Drogba there. Let's look at some of the goal scorers then, because yeah, Didier was out there at the very top. He scored more goals than, than any other African player, 104 in the, in the Premier League. If we look at some other goal scorers then who catch the eye, we heard Emmanuel Adebayor. He's second on the list with 97 and, and played for a number of different teams in, in the Premier League. We've got Yakubu and uh, Kanu. A number of goals in, in the Premier League. When we look at strikers, uh, George, what are you thinking in terms of those that, uh, that merit a place in the top eight? In terms of strikers, um, Lee, I think that your goals must mean a lot. Your goals must mean a lot to where your team gets to finish. And I'm looking at Yakubu, I'm looking at Emmanuel Adebayo and the kinds of clubs that he played for. I made sure that for every striker, you really needed to push something. There had to be you know, some kind of influence on your team. So I was looking at the goals that you scored, but again, I looked at how the goals were able to push the team. How far did your goals push the team? So uh, for the list you mentioned, for it's like Emmanuel Debayo, Yakubu, and Kanu. Kanu really just uh, steps up for me. It was difficult for me. I'll mention later the player I could not put in the list, 
But Kanu, because of the two Premier League titles and what he did at Arsenal over the period, it, it, it really you know pushed me to say, look, I take Kanu in there with the kind of influence he had um, in his team that he played. Emmanuel Adebayo is a very interesting one for me because, yes, it touches the emotion. Um, he's been in and around. It's difficult for anyone to forget about Emmanuel Adebayo, but for me, not quite. And Yakubu Aibeni as well um, will not make my list. So for me, I'm looking at you know more towards um, you did and, and how the influence was, even though there's one selection I know you guys may try to interrogate, but we'll get there. Okay, okay yeah, <laughs> sounds intriguing, as to who it might be. Uh, John, I could mention a few more. Uh, Demba Bar, Freddie mm. Canute, Efenakoku, uh, uh, Daniel Amakachi. I mean, phew, there's a few. Benny McCarthy. Yes, some great strikers miss out on my eight. Um, Yakubu misses out on my eight. You look at his stats, I got a bit of uh, criticism for, for him not being in my top eight on social media because, rightly as well, his stats are brilliant. I mean, league goals, Middlesbrough, 73 league appearances, 25 goals. Everton, 82 league appearances, 25 goals. Brilliant stats, but, but I just, he, for me, he's not in the, the very top level in the Premier League, maybe because of the teams he played for. Adebayor as well. I mean, what a career he had. Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham. And Tony Yaboa, scorer of a lot of goals and a scorer of some of the greatest goals in Premier League history, but he misses out. And Kanu is an absolute certainty on my list. And I agree with George. It's because of the quality of the team he played for. That Arsenal team between ninety nine and 2004 was exceptional. That was Arsene Wenger's Arsenal at its best. So for me, because of the influence he had on that team, even though he wasn't in the team all the time, well, just because of the make fact that he was point. in that squad, he has to be in. Yeah, and, and you know, undoubtedly, Kanu is is right up there, isn't he? But he didn't have significant game time in the Invincible season. Um, didn't play a major part in the, in the two FA Cups that that he was a, a part of. Do we have to look at that as well, George, when it it comes to what the, the players have achieved? Well, it's it's interesting because you look at when the player was out, how, how much the player was out. I've said about the quality of the team because getting in the team itself is important. And for most of these players, they were probably out because of injuries and other things that we may understand um, that the game of football naturally has. So we, we try to give it a bit of that. So we come down to, all right, how many games did you play? How many goals did you score? How many important goals did you score? How many goals did you score that we just cannot forget? And anytime we close our eyes and talk about the Premier League, we see that coming. Any player who fell in that Arsenal Invisible squad, you know, even if he was just holding the bottles or he was the one holding the water bottles by the side of the touchline, he certainly stepped into a golden era. Okay. And it's, it's what you remember, isn't it? And, and the emotions that it brings. Uh, are you thinking of the finger-wagging from Tony Yeboah after you scored an absolute worldie once again, George? Has he featured in your top eight? Yes, Tony Yeboah featured in my top eight. And I know uh, around the table, you guys are going to put me here in the hard one. But um, yes, I'm a Ghanaian and all. I love to see Tony Yeboah play. But this is the thing about this is the thing about Tony Yeboah. Now, he scored some of the greatest goals in Premier League history. You know, you look at it from the African striker's point of view. Look, he scored some goals that we still cannot um, take our minds off. I think for amateur football, Footballers and professional footballers, most of them after 95, 96, 97 were really looking to try and simulate what he did. His goals against Liverpool, against Wimbledon, it goes on and on. How important that goal was when Leeds beat Liverpool. But aside that again, I was looking at the sheer stats. Now, I would say that coming off from Germany into 
England. He had won the gold boot twice in Germany, so he was coming on some great form. He got into Leeds, who were in and around middle table. But check this out. Um, in his first season in the Premier League, out of, let's say, 18 appearances, he's got 12 goals. That's not bad for Chenal. And remember that in the second season, he, he more like fell out with a new coach and he was not really playing and that's why he decided to go back to Hamburg. But in all, what he was able to do in the short period suggests to me after 47 appearances, 24 goals, simply suggests that this was a striker who was going to do more if he played for more years in the Premier League. And that's why I'm putting him right in my top eight. I, I somehow thought you might, uh, George, and you've uh, clearly done your, your homework there. You've been pleading your case for, for Tony Yeboah to be in. Um, Janine Anthony is uh, with us from BBC Africa Sport in Lagos. I wondered, Janine, if there was going to be a little bit of the Ghanaian and Nigerian rivalry when it came to deciding uh, the, the top eight. Uh, when it comes to strikers then, uh, Janine, who, who have you got in there apart from Didier Drogba? I have, um, obviously, um, for me, I know it's been discussed already, but Yakuba Yegbeni, for me, is um, a player that I felt that, you know, could have um, made it. Obviously, not just being the, you know, third highest goal scorer, um, African goal scorer in the Premier League. I had a lot of conversations around how the likes of, um, you know, um, Kanu played for a bigger club. But if you look at the number of clubs that Yakuba Yegbeni played for in the Premier League with the fans and how important he was for them, I think if you have to look at Kanu for an Arsenal, you have to look at five, six other Premier League clubs for one player who is a legend in all those clubs. And when you look at those numbers, I feel like he was a very big threat. And I think apart from DJ Jogba, you know, Yakuba Yegbeni would make it, you know, as a top striker for me there um, in the list. You see, I thought that might happen. We're going to have to try and see what we can do to, to keep everyone happy and select the best eight. Now, we've been talking about strikers. We've got someone joining us now who might like to plead his own case because with us is the Nigerian international striker, Peter Odenwingi, who played in the Premier League for three different clubs. Peter, always good to have you with us on Sports World. What do you think then? We're selecting the best eight African players in, in, in the Premier League. Do, do you want to plead your case? Um, I'm not going to plead my case. I will let people plead my case. But I will just mention a fact. I will just mention a fact, Lee. Hope you guys have had a good program. i just uh, uh, join you guys. Um, I will just say something like uh, the only African player to have three, ta three uh, Player of the Month awards in the Barclays Premier League and the only one to win two of them in one season is the one talking right now. So if that's enough, <laughs> if that's enough to plead into the eight, I'm fine. But my personal, uh, my personal opinion on uh, when you want to grade players to be in top, I think goals. We don't, with no doubt, goals is something that makes a huge difference in a football match in terms of emotions. So uh, just what my uh, uh, country lady just mentioned, uh, she was mm. talking about Yakubu. He didn't play for the big clubs, but I think the impact is what we need to talk about here if we're talking about a player's performance. So the impact uh, goals have on a, on a result people's lives, emotions on a weekly basis is what we want to say 
day because we yeah. are contributing to society every weekend we perform. We're not just there for our football club because uh, neutral fans go and watch games. And we all know how JJ Okocha, for instance, was, was loved because of his skills and how much they were discussed during the week and the anticipation before his next performance was so high that this is what we need to talk about contribution because you have players who played so well for their clubs, they won titles, but actually they didn't do so much, they didn't give so much, uh, I will say, emotions, then you can bring into this, we're talking strikers. If you say Michael Essien, we talk about Yaya Toure, these are players, JJ Okocha, these are midfield players who score goals. And that's why most of the times we, we, the world football of the year, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, mo most of the time it's Messi, it's Ronaldinho, is this. Then once we had Cannavaro win it. And I think uh, we had uh, George Weah win it one time. So it's always the strikers because there is something more to just performance. We still mm. after that feeling, you know, that where we get off our chairs to celebrate a goal. So I hope my answer is not too long. So in, in no way, Drogba's, the Yakubu, for Kanu, all these guys gave a lot of excitement. I'm not kind of indirectly pleading my case as well here because I was about <laughs> goals. You're saying it's got to be about but excitement, though, that, that, that people bring. Yes, I, I, yes, and I, that's I, why I, we I value so much players like Lampard, Essien, uh, or Coach. These are midfield players who are doing their job. Yeah. But there is something about them that when they go forward, hungry for the glory of a goal, that makes them a different kind of midfield players. You know, uh, Patrick yeah. Vieira, for instance, uh, how he used to go forward as a tall as a defensive midfielder. He goes forward and has a chip over a goalkeeper to score. I think those are the so players that the goals, whole world isn't will it, all, all mm. about goals. And I, I, I do get that. I do get that. It's all about goals. But, John, come on here. The case for the defence, because how are we <laughs> going to get some defenders into our top eight? We have got the likes of Colatore, uh, Lucas Radebi, uh, Lauren, part of the Invincibles team with Arsenal. Many, many more we could mention as well. Um, is there a case for the defence, John? There's a huge case for the defence. Lucas Radebi, absolute legend at Leeds United. Colo Torre was outstanding for Arsenal. He did really well for, for Manchester City as well. Had some good moments for, for Liverpool. But in my eight, there are no defenders. <laughs> it's all about the goals. I agree with Peter. It's all about the moments. But that's what's so difficult for me because I haven't got Yakubu on my list, but I've got Kanu on my list okay, because yeah, of that emotion. Yeah. I think the about that trick yeah. against Chelsea. Janine... Janine, can you get a defended, defensive player even? even? Even if it's a midfield defensive player, John obi Mikel maybe. Can you get a defensive player into the top eight, Janine? <laughs> On my list, I have two defensive players. Look, it's, it's a complete oh, okay. team. You have to look at players who completely in every department. If, I, if, if there was an African goalkeeper that was absolutely fabulous, top eight, it would have been on mine. I have Laurent and Koloture. Koloture is the African with the most appearances in the Premier League. Come on. He has to be there. As well as as well as Laurent who 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 defined you know as an African what the full back role was going to be in the Premier League with that team. Two defenders, Laurent and Kulotere make my top eight. No doubt. Okay, they're in, they're in your top eight. Uh, Peter, before before you go then, you've played against some of these uh, defenders. If you had to pick one African defender to make it in the eight, who would it be? Um Probably uh, Laurent, yeah, because he, he was dropping down in positions. So he's a defender that has a lot to offer 
uh, offensively, mm. so probably I'll give it to him. It's easy. You, you put him in because he offers offensively as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. I see what's yeah. happening. When I'm a coach, give happening. me about five, six years. When I'm a coach, <laughs> I will only be scouting. My guy, I will say, the guy that was a striker throughout his academy days, like Vincent Company and dropping from striker to midfielder to defender, and then as a that's the guy you bring to me. The goalkeeper <laughs> who started out as a striker and ended up in goal, you bring that guy to me. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be entertaining at least. Uh, Peter, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for joining You're us welcome, as always. Man. That's Peter Odom Wingy. Um, not in any way are we saying goodbye to Peter now in, in, in case he doesn't make the eight. I'd just like to point that out. He, he might make the eight. He made his case very convincingly. Um, a couple of African greats. Uh, Samuel Eto, George Ware, John have, have played in the Premier League. Do we discount them, though, because they, they didn't really have the biggest impact in the Premier League? Yeah, that's a tough one. Any other list of great African players, they would walk in and they would walk into the top three, let's face it, if, if you're not talking Premier League. But the fact is, their best years were not in the Premier League. They had some decent mm. moments, but... Um, George Ware's best was at PSG, AC Milan. Samuel Eto's best was at Barcelona, Inter Milan. I don't think that they make the list in the Premier League. Well, we've got to get this list together pretty soon, actually. Janine, quick final one for you. How do you compare the current stars? Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Riyad Mahrez. You know, they haven't finished and completed their careers, have they? But, but are they featuring for you? Yes, definitely. Sadio Mane and Musala has really had that. Riyad Mahrez and Abomayang didn't make my list. Riyad Mahrez, in the last two seasons, if he didn't play a bit of big part role for Manchester City, would have been head and shoulders here. But for Sadio Mane and Musala, Sadio Mane especially scored more than Musala, um, done it for two clubs, Southampton and Liverpool, and also the cultural impact beyond the football club into the society and social media, as well as Musala, who is an Arab icon, an African icon mm. at this point in time. For me, those two players, not just on the field, but off the field, will be considered legends. Riyad Mahrez, would great for Leicester yeah. winning that title, but just a little bit didn't do as much for uh, Manchester City as I would have hoped. But uh, but Mayang, of course, with no trophies really to show for it. Um, not not no trophies rather, but in the Premier League, you see these three players yeah. a little bit up the, right. the top than him. So for me, Mane okay. and Salah definitely on my list. You're, you're making making the case for them, right? We're going to have to do this because we've got to make a draw because <laughs> Sarah has got <laughs> she's got an even tougher job than us. She's got to actually get the winner from all of this on Sunday at 15 GMT. Uh, let's go through this then. Uh, Drogba is in, yes. Um, yeah. Yaya Torre is in. One of them must pick. Yaya Torre has to be in. Yeah, yeah. Tor- Torre, yeah. Yaya, Yaya Torre. Michael Essien? Yeah. 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 Must pick. Must pick. Mohamed Salah? Yeah, yeah, he's in. He's, he's got yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, then, we're saying, is in. I think yeah. Riyad yeah. Mahrez has Rian to be in as well. Won the PFA no, player no, of the no, year. Riyad Mahrez has to be in. Okay. First African to win PFA We've got five. Premier League player of the year. Keep this in your head. We've got less than two minutes now. Okay. JJ Okocha. Is JJ Okocha in? No. No, no, he, no, he's no. My emotional pick, but I would be. He, no, he's in my. Not. But no. I would be. I'm okay if he drops out oh, because he's okay. my. Well, he's he, my emotional he, pick. He's out then. Are we going to get a defender in, Lauren or Colo Torre? For me, it's going to be Colo if we're going to have a defender. Colo, Colo, George, Colo, yeah. uh, Are you saying Tony Abu didn't make it? Uh, well, no, not, yet, not yet. Go on, then. Colo. Are we Colos in? Come Colo, on, guys. Yeah, Colo's yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah Colo. So we've got yeah. we've got six. We've got two more names to go in. Sadio Mane, Carnu, yes, and Lauren. I would say, and Yaboa. So we've got four into two. Let's do this quickly. Um, is Mane in? Sadio Mane yeah. has to be in. The yes. quality yeah. of this yeah. Liverpool yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. We've got only got one place left. It's Lauren. It's Carnu, uh, or it's Adebayor. Uh, Yaboa. Who's in? I vote for Carnu. 
Carno, you're going Lauren. I'll go, I'll George, go you've got the deciding then. You're going Lauren. I'm yes. going Cano. You're going, going Cano. Cano. Cano's in. Yeah. Right, we've got to do this. Here we go. <laughs> Look, no expense spared. I'm making the draw out. We've got to be tough. We've got 30 seconds to go. Uh, here is the draw for the quarterfinals. We have got, first one out, Didier Drogba against Carno. Okay? These are the quarterfinals. We've got mm. Yaya Toure. Colo Torre. He goes up against oh, his brother. Oh, okay. Derby. Here we go. Mohamed Salah. Mane. Sadio Mane. Yeah. Oh, Sadio oh, Mane. Oh. And, we, and we've got Michael Essien against... Oh, no. Kanu. Thanks to Janine Anthony, George Addo and John Bennett. So we have our quarterfinal lineup. Sarah Mulcairns, over to you for the lockdown knockout. Yes, thank you very much, Lee. It is time for our, our lockdown knockout. We will start with our four quarter finals, then we will have our semi-finals, and of course the big final at the very end. And I'm delighted to say that we are joined by Mo Ali, sports reporter from the BBC African Service. We have senior football correspondent for the UK's paper, The Independent, Melissa Reddy, and we have former Tottenham, Norwich and Cameroon defender, Sebastian Bassong. And Sebastian, um, I feel a little bit bad that we haven't got you on the list but you know as much as we all do that defenders never get the credit they deserve do they yeah that's right you know i wasn't expecting to be on the list but we never know you know like defenders we don't get credit it's fine yeah yeah we have one defender on this list so i'm sure you're going to sing his praises (laughs) yeah i'll try my best (laughs) Uh, melissa mo are you both well very well, thanks, uh, Sarah. Um, as we're heading to autumn, still under lockdown, of course, but uh, really looking forward to this little competition. There's some very big names in there, history makers among the uh, last eight as well. And boy, could we just wind back the clock and see some of those guys in action again, like Didier Drogba and Manko Kanu, for example, Yaya Toure. It uh, really is uh, very exciting to look uh, at this uh, quarterfinal knockout. This competition or, or this battle is sort of filling the void without the football. So going to be really competitive, I think. Oh, good stuff. We like that. We all need this competitive spirit to come back in us all. We're all missing it. And I know a lot of our listeners are missing it. So let's start with our first quarter final then. These are the two. Here comes the free kick. And Drogba takes it! Oh, what a great goal! What a fantastic goal by Didier Drogba! Will talk 10 yards from the byline. Dangerous though, goes into Carl! Great break by Arsenal. Kanu's played well tonight. He has got what he deserves. Yeah, Nigeria and Kanu there. Uh, Arsenal, of course, such a key part of that invincible side in particular. And we have Didier Drogba, Ivory Coast, uh, their former captain. And of course, the big game player with Chelsea. Uh, Mo, this is a very tough pairing at this stage. It is a tough pairing, but, uh, you know, given Didier Drogba's uh, record uh, with uh, Chelsea, uh, helping them to win their first league title in, in 50 years, uh, being an integral part of that uh, Jose Mourinho side, uh, you know, his physical presence and just his, his general presence in that uh, Chelsea side, I think makes him probably one of the most outstanding African players in the uh, Premier League. And, and the fact, you know, that he was voted by the Chelsea fans in, in 2012, albeit after winning the Champions League for them or helping to win the Champions League, uh, being voted as the greatest player in the history of the club says a lot 
Kanu, you know, yeah, I guess Kanu, uh, oh, shall we just stay with Drogba at the moment, I guess. <laughs> so your vote is going to go for Didier Drogba then, Mo. Uh, Sebastian, in terms of your vote, would you pick it on who, which of those two players you would want to play in the same team as? I kind of, I'd like to play with DJ. I've, I've loved to play against him because it was always a physical battle. It was a very interesting game and uh, I was always excited to play against him. But yeah, I would have loved to play with him, alongside him. I've played alongside good, amazing strikers. But um, I think my vote, yeah, would be more about, because DJ is younger than kind of the chief Nonko Kano, we call him the chief. So um, my vote would go for DJ, yeah. Okay, we have two for DJ Drive, but then in our first quarter final, Melissa, you going to do anything to change their minds? No, it's impossible not to go with, <laughs> with Didier in that matchup. Core to Chelsea's best ever team. Uh, their dominance was practically funneled through him. Came to the Premier League for £24 million from Marseille as a relative unknown. He had done well in um, in France, but Abramovich didn't even know who he was. Jose Mourinho said, pay and don't speak. Let him speak on the pitch. And he did. Um, four league titles, four FA Cups, three league cups, a Champions League, two times African Player of the Year, two Premier League Golden Boots, uh, two Team of the Years in that position as a forward to get into two team of the years um, in the Premier League is quite difficult. I think the thing with Drogba is he's not one of the best African players to ever play in the Premier League. He's one of the best players to, to play in the Premier League period. Okay, well, I think that is a pretty resounding result from the first quarter final. We have Didier Drogba through to the semi-finals. Unfortunately for Kano, he is out of the competition. Let's move on to our second quarter final. This might make their family a little bit uncomfortable. I love that chant so much. It's brilliant, isn't it? It is the brothers, Yaya Toure, up against his older brother, Kolo Toure. I can hear you laughing, Melissa. This is so hard. It is a very, very difficult one. And I think if Kolo was in the first matchup, he would have beaten Kanu. Um, an invincible, um, you know, helped Man City to their first title, a leader, effervescent at, at Liverpool. You don't play for Arsenal Manchester City and Liverpool and have such longevity at the highest level if you're not something special. And he only cost £150,000, which is remarkable to think now when, when Arsenal first got him. Uh, but up against Yaya Torre, I think even Colo would say, nah, he's you, you can't match Yaya in this regard. Um, when we think of Manchester City, you know, there's so many great names. You can think of Tevez, Aguero, David Silva. And it was really interesting to me that um, Gary Cook, the former CEO, said Yaya Torre was the catalyst for change, was the catalyst for the player we know City to be now. Uh, so, yeah, it's got to be him. Um, Sebastian, are you going to defend the defender? <laughs> um, I would love to. 
I would love to, but I gotta be fair. I gotta be fair. But between two brothers, and we used to have some, you know, banters between people and within within them too. Between them too, who was the best player? Colo used to say that he was the best one, and yeah, yeah, didn't say anything because the pitch was talking for himself. You know, his performances on the pitch were outstanding. Yeah, yeah, was a, a game changer. And um, as uh, Melissa said, you know, on the pitch, I mean, he was the catalyst on the on the pitch, and. Um, I remember when you, I used to play against him, I was always way expecting him to do something special. So as much as I would love to go for Colo, because he's my big brother, defender, a role model, I have to go for Yaya. Okay, these are pretty kind of convincing uh, quarterfinal <laughs> decisions so far. I'm impressed that none of you are sitting on the fence, that you are all coming out uh, with you know your opinions on this. We do like it. Um, Mo, are you going to back those decisions up to back Yaya? I would have loved to have gone for for Colo. Unfortunately, the <laughs> luck of the draw very much <laughs> against him. I would give it to him though that he's probably the biggest bargain in the history of the Premier League, you know, being signed for what, £150,000 from Asik Mimosas in, in uh, the Ivory Coast and, you know, going to have the career that he had with Arsenal, Manchester City, Liverpool and then Celtic as well. Um, you know, I think he probably summed it up best, uh, you know, when, when he told the BBC, my work rate and Yaya's talent would have won the Ballon d'Or. He, you know, <laughs> he, uh, to be part of that invincible side, that, that combination he formed at the back with... Uh, uh, Saul Campbell was was absolutely magnificent. He, he was someone that you could Arsene Wenger could rely upon in the heart of that uh, Arsenal defence. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it was that transition between the the what was the old era, literally, of uh, Manchester City. You know, when he was signed by uh, Mark Hughes in, in 2009, and then going to on to win the league in, in 2012, first time in in 44 years. The only thing I would say about him is you've got to buy him a birthday cake, otherwise it's trouble. <laughs> There certainly is. There certainly is. Uh, right. I think it's probably best to end on that for that quarterfinal. So, yeah, yeah, Toure is through to the semi-finals. We have our third quarterfinals. And this is going to be a little Liverpool conundrum for this one. Turns Martina, puts him on his backside, goes for the curler. Mo Salah with something very special to break the deadlock at Anfield. Manny shoots 3-1 for Liverpool. Yeah, two present-day stars of this Liverpool team that have been so impressive over the last couple of seasons. Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane. And we have two very big Liverpool experts here as well, uh, in Mo <laughs> and Melissa. So I don't envy you both having to decide between these two. Melissa, I'll start with you as to who you went for. Uh, I'm going Sadio Mane. This is a incredibly difficult for me because I work quite closely with both players so I don't only know them as footballers but I know them as people as well um, both unreal uh, on the pitch but also what they do for their communities I'm going Mane because I do not think you get Mo Salah at Liverpool without Sadio Mane's impact uh, in his debut season at Anfield he shows two things one what pace and skill and work rate can achieve in Jurgen Klopp's system, which then convinces um, Liverpool to get a similar player on the opposite flank. Uh, and then I think Sadio's performance in his debut season also shows Mohamed Salah what's possible under Jurgen Klopp's system. Um, 
Also, Mane plays on the right, plays on the left, plays in the middle. I think he's just more complete of a player, even though Salah's more explosive. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Senegalese speedster. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave the casting vote on this potentially to Sebastian and we will see, Mo, if you have backed Melissa with Sadio Mane or if you're going to go for Salah. Let me let me reach for the coin here and spin it and see which way it falls. <laughs> no, both both both. I mean, it's a question that uh, Liverpool fans are regularly being confronted with. You know, if one of uh, Salah Mane or Firmino were to leave, who, who or were asked to leave, who would you you know want to 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 leave? And it's it's a very difficult one. Um, I I would actually go for Sadio Mane uh, because of uh, you know the length of time that he's been in the Premier League, the record that he's got as the uh, uh, scorer of the five this hat-trick in the Premier League. You remember that uh, one season Salah had with uh, Chelsea. Uh, I would, I would uh, take that, uh, put a black mark next to his name for that. Uh, but both excellent, excellent players and they've been excellent in the uh, system of uh, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, and I mean, you know, the, the fact that uh, Mane made the penalty and Salah scored the pe- penalty against Tottenham Hotspur in the Champions League final last year shows, you know, the contribution. That's a, probably a little microscopic view of what what they've meant to the team. Uh, Sadio Mane for me is probably the player that's on the upward curve. He's going to get better and better as he showed this season already and his durability, uh, the pace that he has, uh, you know, yeah. and he's played what unbroken football now for the past three seasons. So uh, my vote would go for Sadio Mane. Okay, we didn't need a casting vote, but Sebastian, we give you the vote on this. Um, as as uh, the both said, it's really difficult to pick where to pick one of the two. But um, out of the two, I would go for yeah, Sergio, for different reasons. I think that Sergio has been more consistent um, over the over the years. Although that okay. They have both been amazing, but like when you got to be, when I'm picky, I look at the games and I, I found Sajo more effective than um, than Mo Salah over the couple of years. But and also Sajo Mane came from the same academy as me, <laughs> so that's you know like we. So that's why I'm going for Sajo. Fantastic stuff. We have three of our semi-finalists, Sadio Mane, Yaya Touré and Didier Drogba. This is our last quarter final and in this it is a battle of the past and the present. Mares now racing to the edge of the penalty area, into the box and he scores! Takes on two Villa men, beats them both, drives it low into the bottom corner. An outstanding goal for Manchester City and Riyad Mahrez. Essien drives in the shot, what a goal! Yeah, two brilliant stars in their own right. Riyad Mahrez, Michael Essien. Um, Mo, it's really hard to compare players from different eras. It is, uh, but I would go for for Michael Essien uh, simply because he was such an integral part of a very good uh, Jose Mourinho side, filling in with a plumb that uh, role that was left by uh, Claude Makélélé, you know, as the holding midfielder. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, of course, very good player as well, uh, but my vote would go for uh, Michael Essien. Sebastian? Uh, I would go for the power rather than the skill. So I would go for Michael Essien. Mm. Uh, and Melissa, would you back the, the Michael Essien going through? 
Yeah, Riyad Mahrez will always have the 5,000 to 1 miracle, but Michael Essien is just undisputed. <laughs> we are on to the semi-final stage. We have Didier Drogba up against Sadio Mane in the first heavyweight semi-final. And then in the second heavyweight semi-final, we have Yaya Toure taking on Michael Essien. And the people who have navigated us there are still with us. We have Mohamed Ali in uh, South Africa. We have senior football correspondent for the Indian Independent. Melissa Reddy is also with us and we also have our well-seasoned Premier League defender Sebastian Bassang, former uh, Cameroon International as well, with us. So, semi-final number one. Let's talk a little bit more specifically about the players and their skills and their talents. Um, Sebastian, for you, Didier Drogba up against Sadio Mane, how do you compare the both of those as players? If I had to play against them too, I would rather play against the DJ Drogba because it's like it's more physical, but Sajo is more unpredictable. You know, like it's, it's difficult to, to to pick him up. You don't even know where he's going to go because he's very agile. So it's a really it's a tough battle. But Sajo scores goal, but I I reckon that DJ is more um, of a leader. It's a game changer. Mm. Um, Mo, when you look at it, this is all about, you know, the greatest African footballers to play in the Premier League and how we judge their impact. You know, what they did for their teams, what success they brought them, how much of a support and a big part they were of their team's success. Um, Absolutely, and it's difficult yeah. between uh, these two. It is, it is. Uh, and it's a lovely West African battle as well between uh, the Ivory Coast and uh, Senegal. <laughs> but, you know, you, you mentioned the word impact there, Sarah. And I think, you know, uh, given the impact that Didier Drogba made over a, a, a period of time as well, you know, during his time with Chelsea, uh, it, it was sustained over a period of, what, seven, eight seasons. And uh, but as things stand at the moment in terms of impact and influence, I would go for Didier Drogba. Okay, Melissa. Drogba, you've got the archive of his career in the Premier League to look back on. What's eight years at Chelsea? Like I said, he was the bedrock of Chelsea's best ever team. The way we view that club right now is through efforts of people like Didier Drogba performing in the big games. But not only then, Didier Drogba would bail them out when they needed it most in, in really close encounters. So, yeah, for me, it has to be Didier. Okay, so, Melissa, you've definitely gone for Didier Drogba. Uh, Mo? I've gone for Didier Drogba as well, yeah. Didier Drogba. And Sebastian? Yeah, Didier, of course. Of course. Okay, our winner from semi-final number one, it is Didier Drogba. He is through to the final uh, for the greatest African footballers to play in the Premier League. So now, the next decision, the second semi-final, Yaya Toure against Michael Essien. Um, Sebastian, how, how do you decide between these two uh, and, their, and their contributions? You know, how technically gifted were the both of them on the pitch? Uh, I think technically, there's two different kind of technique. You know, like Michael, Michael Essien had a more appeal technique, like... His passing drill was perfect and a control pass. I mean, the simple technique is most of the time the hardest one to get because people make the mistake between the technique and the skills. Michael wasn't a skillful player, but technically he was really good. Yaya, on the other hand, 
was a different type of player, but technically also very good, very efficient. And like, but Yaya for me, I would go for Yaya because Yaya scored more goals. Yaya was a really game changer. He, he, he could have hold the ball and sometimes Yaya could have taken the ball from his own half and driven past people, started running like box to box to the other half and, and finish a goal. Yaya could have scored some free kick. Yaya could have scored some header. I mean, Yaya was more a complete player and a, a leader on the pitch. Yaya used to be captain. And when you played against Yaya, you, you could have s- smelled and felt his aura. He has an aura around the <laughs> piece. Like, and he was even sp- sometimes he was speaking Spanish with the other players, with Tevez and David Silva. Yaya was speaking, speaking Spanish and saying, give me the ball. I'll make the difference. Don't worry. <laughs> and I was like, because I understand a little bit of Spanish. And I was asking him in French to him, like, yeah, what are you saying? He said, don't you worry. I'm going like, to do it. He knew he had this confidence within himself. And... As as younger player, when we look at him, we all of us we're thinking like, oh yeah, one day I wish I had a, an imp- the impact that Yaya have or the impact that jo- um, DJ had. You know, like that's why I went for DJ or for Yaya because they were they are and they were a role model for us. That's so interesting. You know, you mentioned the skills and the technical ability of both, but but that ultimately for you as a player, if you're on the pitch or if you're on the training field and you're around these players, that ultimately doesn't come down to that aura and actually how big a presence they are on the pitch and in those moments. Yeah, it is because, you know, like sometimes some player, they need, they need a boost and you look at the bigger players, like I can compare them to like to someone like Samuel Eto'o. When I used to play with Samuel, sometimes when we're in trouble, we look for the for the help, we look for the bigger player. And the like of Yaya, of DJ, they never back down like in front of responsibility. They knew that, okay, no problem, don't worry, guys, we'll do it. And they had this aura with kind of um, a big brother, like you, you get reassured about them, you know that they're going to be up for the challenge. And, you, and that's how I think you, you win games, you win titles, because you got those big players in the team who are not scared of all about the challenge and they know, you know, that's what makes the difference between a, a superstar for me and a very good player. Mo, Michael Essien, though, he achieved so much with that Chelsea side and, you know, and, and a significant impact as well on, on that team. Indeed, I mean, two league titles, uh, three FA Cups, the Champions League, uh, two times winner of goal of the season. He, he really had a very good career uh, with uh, a very good Chelsea side. And, uh, you know, he, he was able to score the spectacular goal as well. But uh, for me, uh, Yaya Toure, the fact that he won the African Football of the Year four times, and I was just visualizing as, as uh, but uh, for me, it, it would be Yaya Toure. Okay, so we have two votes in the second semi-final for Yaya Toure. Melissa, are you are you going to back Michael or are you going to back Yaya? I'm going to have to back Yaya, but this is incredibly closer than the last matchup. I think still, you know, same position, but two completely different um, players. Essien was a controller, Yaya, just a force of nature. Okay, pretty definitive. Um, you've been very good. I think this is going to be the hardest decision, though, uh, for you all on this final because the final two uh, African players to have played in the Premier League remaining for our final for the greatest African footballer uh, and their impact on the Premier League is Didier Drogba and Yaya Toure. You all have been so effusive in these players' um 
praise over the last hour. They have an awful lot of similar traits that we're hearing coming through and what you think made them great, special, everything. And I want us to drill it down into to kind of three areas. Their skill on the pitch, their impact on the teams, um, the team around them and what they did to improve others, but also what they did, you know, off the pitch, behind the scenes, at the clubs, the, the building that they did as well in terms of the aura for these teams. Sebastian, I'll lead it off with you <laughs> in terms of Didier Drogba, okay. Yaya Toure on the pitch. Didier on the pitch, uh, I was like happy to start playing against him because I knew he was suiting my game. I would never really, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big guy and uh, so for me, and he was straight against me, but it was difficult to play against Didier because he was unpredictable. He could have like, you know, you give him a yard and he just control the ball and shoot and he's top corner. So he was naturally gifted. So on the pitch for me, he was like such a handful player to play against. On the pitch, I think that Yaya was, I don't know. <laughs> You're so pained by this decision, Sebastian. So um, Mo, the whole player, everything taking everything into account. Taking everything into account, uh, Didier Drogba certainly, uh, you know, was was a huge presence uh, in the Chelsea side. Uh, they looked to him to to, to get the goals, uh, to win the games for them. Uh, he, he could virtually create a goal out of nothing, and uh, you know, he was he was very clinical in front of goal as well. He had that physical presence, but so did Yaya Toure. Um, and uh, you know, on the pitch, Yaya Toure was able to uh, really guide that uh, Manchester City side, which was in transition. Uh, I think Didier Drogba probably by virtue of the number of goals that he scored and, and uh, the nature of the goals that he scored. I'm kind of glad in a way that the three of you are having such a difficult time making this decision because you found all other decisions really easy. Melissa, are you pained to decide between these two? Before you actually said the word pained, I was thinking the way I feel right now is pained. This is... <laughs> This is every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Seriously tough because their impact on the pitch and off the pitch and the way they shaped both clubs at the period they were there when 
you know, both became the ascending force in, in English football. I'm going to have to get you it, to make a name. Uh, I'm going to go with Drogba, as difficult as it is, because more <laughs> league titles, more FA Cups, more goals. Okay, so we have two votes for Drogba so far. Sebastian, have you made your mind up? Yeah, I've made my mind up. Uh, DJ has been named the best player in history in his club. Yeah, yeah, hasn't. So I'll go for DJ. Oh, well, I'm very sorry to have put that last uh, debate on you. I could tell all the pain in the three of you trying to decide between those two brilliant players, Yaya Toure and Didier Drogba. If I get some stick from them too, if they're listening, it's on you. Because then I might receive a message like, you haven't voted for me. So... It's on you. You can send them our way here on the BBC so World Service. I'm sorry we didn't. Thank you all so much for joining us at, to discuss our lockdown knock. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.